Today's devotion is entitled From Enemies to Family. And the scripture verse is found in 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 9 and 10. 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 9 and 10. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, which in time past were not a people, but are now the people of God, which had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. I thought that a Christian should not have a rear view mirror in his or her life. But I think it is good to look back and remember that before we accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we were enemies of a righteous, holy God, and that our thoughts and actions were in tune with the world. We had no thought of eternity. We only thought about making money, providing for our family, getting ahead of everyone else, and winning, winning in the game of life. Many years ago, I visited a man when I was uh, in the ministry, and he was sitting there alone in his room, uh, in his house. He had a house here in Kibler, and he told me that he'd spent his life uh, making money for his family. That, that was what he was devoted to. He was devoted to making the money for his family, but as a result of that, he neglected his family. He neglected his kids. And he told me, sitting there with tears in his eyes, that his kids didn't call him. His kids didn't contact him. His kids had gone off on their own, different states, different places. And he was all alone. And he thought he was doing good, providing for his family. And then Kathy and I, my wife, when we were in the ministry, we found out that the more that you do for the Lord, thinking that we were doing it for the Lord, the more demanding it became. And there was a point where we just had to say, that's it. We have to stop. We, we can't get, keep going like this. We had children that we needed to raise, that we needed to give attention to. And the point of this is simply that as we're involved in life, as we're trying to make that money, as we're trying to get ahead, as we're trying to win in life, uh, and especially in the ministry, take time for your family. Take time for, for them. Don't neglect your children. Give your children the time and attention that they really need. Uh, and then later in life, They'll be like my children where they call me at least once every couple of weeks and and uh, they find out how I'm doing. And and uh, I just praise the Lord that my my children keep in touch with me. I got one in Washington State. I got one in Utah and one that's close to home that I see most every day. Uh, Thomas Boston, in his work called, entitled Human Nature in its fourfold stage, writes this. It began right after Cain and Abel. This is how the scripture takes particular notice of fallen Adam's communication 
communicating his image to his posterity. Genesis 5, 3, Adam began a son in his own likeness after his image and called his name Seth. Compare with this the first verse of that chapter. In the day that God created man, in the likeness of God made he him. Behold, here how the image after which man was made and the image after which he is begotten are opposed. Man was created in the likeness of God. That is the holy and righteous God made a holy and righteous creature. But fallen Adam begat a son, not in the likeness of God, but in his own image, his own likeness that is corrupt, sinful Adam begat a corrupt, sinful son. In Romans 5.10, it says, For if, when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. Colossians 1.21, And you that were sometimes alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now hath he reconciled. People do not worship God or serve God because they know in their souls and spirits that God will make demands on them and change their life. They don't want their lives to be changed. We see in our verse today that we are a chosen generation. I see in this phrase a promise that the Lord will raise up a generation until Jesus comes back to the earth. I do not mean we should not pray for youth to be added to the kingdom of God, but that we have here a promise that we can use in our prayers for the next generation of Christians. A royal priesthood. We talk about the priesthood of believers. We are all a royal priesthood. There are five offerings listed in the Bible. We are to present these offerings to the Lord. The first is the ascension or burnt offering, the death of an animal and its purging by fire. This is where the whole animal was consumed by fire and represents our obligations to give our whole life to the Lord, all of it, absolute and complete surrender to the Lord. Also, the burnt offering is a type of the wrath of God being completely satisfied by the death of his son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. John 12, 3, then took Mary a pound of ointment of spikenard, very costly, and anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with the odor of the ointment. And then Matthew 26, 6 and 7. Now when Jesus was in Bethany in the house of Simon the leper, there came unto him a woman having an alabaster box. The, the point of these scripture verses is they gave all, all that they had. Uh, the ointment was very expensive, very precious, and they gave it all to the Lord Jesus Christ. Ephesians 5, 2. And walk in love as Christ also hath loved us and hath given himself as an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. There's the meat offering, number two, represents our bodies and our possessions. All we have is to be freely given and dedicated to the Lord for his use. It is a daily offering. We must daily rededicate ourselves and all that the Lord has given us to him each and every day. The peace offering, without blemish. Jesus is the sinless one. Jesus gives us peace with God. We can only have peace with God through him. It also points to fellowship with our believers, or our brothers and sisters and mothers in Christ. The sin offering, sin through ignorance, 
The Christian may sin, but not live in a continual state of sin, but is convicted by the Holy Spirit for confession and repentance. This offering speaks not only to the individual, but also to the entire congregation, to the entire church. The guilt or trespass offering. Uh, this offering has three phases to it, and I don't have time to go into it now, but uh, get a good commentary on Leviticus. You'll see these offerings there. You'll see their connection to the New Testament. Another promise to take to the Lord, a holy nation. We are a nation of Christians taken from every country, people, language, and culture on earth. Revelation 7, 9. After this, I beheld, and lo, a great multitude, which no man could number, of all nations and kindreds and people and tongues, stood before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed with white robes and palms in their hands, a peculiar people, in the world, but not of the world. We are a, to be different from the ways of the world. Through the Lord Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit of God, we have overcome the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. We are to be living praises to God and to the Lord Jesus Christ before the world. Every one of us where we are supposed are where we are supposed to be to glorify God where we live. We are living witnesses and testimonies to the power of the gospel to save the soul's longings and have peace with God. We are in a marvelous light of the grace and mercy of God, and we are to show the Lord's mercy and grace to everyone around us by our life, our works, and our words. We have truly gone from enemies of God to become the family of God. Lord bless this reading, this devotion this morning.